is going to be a really fun interview today. I am talking to the creator of six classic cars, collector cars, that were once owned by Robert Downey Jr. You heard that correct, Iron Man himself. Now, award-winning actor, producer, and entrepreneur Robert Downey Jr., alongside a team of nationally renowned auto restoration experts, have modified six classic cars from his and his family's personal collection to make them eco-friendly to 2023 standards and to reduce their carbon footprint. Now, all six iconic cars will be showcased at the upcoming Chicago Auto Show, widely regarded as one of the most influential auto and mobility shows in the nation. The Auto Show is set for February 10th through the 19th at McCormick Place in Chicago. Now, I'll take a quick moment here just to show you these cars. They are pretty cool. So the cars are a 1972 K10 pickup. Now, modifications including turning it into a full EV pickup with custom electric motors and battery pack. A 1985 Chevrolet El Camino, 1969 Mercedes-Benz 280SE that we also have, 1966 Buick Riviera, 1965 Chevrolet Corvette, and a 1972 VW bus. Now from the Footprint Coalition, the goal of this year-long sweepstakes is to raise significant funds to help environmental technologies take hold in a more systemic way. Now you can see on their website, they have a lot of cool information and you can go to rdjdreamcars.com to learn more. But right now, let's go talk to the guy that is putting all these cars on the road. Okay, this is a call out to my listeners. I do not have a lot of sponsors for this podcast on purpose because I don't want to waste your time with products I am not crazy about. Well, I do have two that I am crazy about. The first one is LLC TLC. This is where you can save money on your car registration. Every year, you can set up a Montana LLC and pay no sales tax on your vehicle purchases, which is really amazing. Now, you can also permanently register your classic cars in Montana to avoid any annual renewal fees. And as your registered agent, LLC TLC will handle everything for you so you never have to step foot in Montana to take advantage of this incredible offer. Now, as a listener of this podcast, they are offering 30% off your entire package. Now, to get this, simply go to llctlc.com slash classic or mention this podcast when you call them directly. My other big sponsor of this podcast is Euro Classics out of Dayton, Ohio. Now, that's Euro Classic with an x.com if you want to reach them in person you can reach them at 937-299-1311 now this is where i get all of the work done on my porsche i just had uh, my gto in there my mustang's been in there it is the place to go if you want awesome service at an extremely competitive price so when you go there just ask for dale and tell him that i sent you okay and to help us understand more about this dream giveaway i have chris mazzilli with me chris how you doing today great greg thanks for having me Hey, I appreciate it. Now, I kind of went over, you know, over what the sweepstakes all about, top line of what cars are involved. But help me understand your participation in this, how you were approached to work on these cars and kind of, I guess, the entire process that you've been involved with leading up to the Chicago show coming up in a couple of weeks. Sure, sure. Yeah. So it actually starts about 20 years ago. Um, I was uh, asked to help produce a film for Robert Downey Sr., Robert's father. Uh, and the film never got made, but his father and I stayed friends for 20 years and we would have lunch once a month for the longest period of time. Uh, I have another business uh, outside of the car shop, a, a comedy club, and he would frink with the club a lot. We talked shop about old Hollywood and I learned a lot from him about life, about business, just a great man. And I, over the years I got to meet junior. Um, so fast forward to three years ago, 
Um, we had built in the shop here, my shop dream car restorations, a 73 Ford Bronco for a guy named Jay Peterson. During the pandemic, Jay was driving it around the Hamptons and ran into a friend of his named Johnny Shuloff. Johnny happened to be Robert's producing partner. So Johnny saw this Bronco and was like, oh my God, I love this thing. It's sick. You know, who built it? I want one of these things. And by the way, Robert wants to modify three of his car, a number of his cars in an eco-friendly way. Would this guy talk to Robert? So Jay, not knowing that I knew Robert, said, yeah, he goes, I'll connect you with Chris Mazzilli. He's my car spirit guide. Uh, you could talk to him and then put him in contact with Robert. So I guess you're the first John. car. You're the first car spirit guide I've ever met. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from, but I'll take it. Um, so Johnny, I got on the phone. He's like, Chris, I love that Bronco. I want to get one. I have a Jeep. Can you customize that for me? So I said, sure, no problem. And then he started getting to what Robert wanted to do. He said, you know, Robert started this charity. It's called Footprint Coalition. Uh, and he really wants to modify his old gas guzzling cars in an eco-friendly way. Can you help him with that? So I said, sure. I said, I said I'd be happy to. As a matter of fact, I know Robert. He's like, you know Robert. I said, and I told him the story I just told you. I said, I've known the family for 20 years. So I used to see him at family functions. I said, you know, he'll know me. So Robert and I got on the phone. He's like, Mazzilli, he goes, I can't. He goes, I didn't even know you did this. I didn't know you had this shop. He's like, this is great. He's, so I said, well, what's your intentions with the car? And he said, he said, you know, I want to modify them in an eco-friendly way. He said, then I want to sell them and use the proceeds to fund my charity. So I said, look, I said, I just modified or restored 36 Corvettes for a similar sweepstakes. We gave away the cars in a big sweepstakes, raised a lot of money for military charities, we should do that. And you know what? We should pitch it as a TV series to have the series support your initiative to fund the charity. So he's like, oh, my God. He's like, I, I love that. That's a great idea. So me, Robert Downey Jr., Johnny Shuloff, and Jay Peterson got together at Johnny Shuloff's house about three and a half years ago out in the Hamptons. Jay and I pitched Robert the idea of the show and how it would all go. Robert stopped us in the middle and said, you know what? I get it. I love it. Me and Mazzilli will co-host it. And the four of us will be to produce the show. And that's how the whole thing started. Wow, that's awesome. And just briefly, oh, so briefly, because I know the cars you're talking about, the 36 Corvettes, at least I believe I know the cars you're talking about. Now, those are the ones that were historically, you know, significantly found, quote unquote, found. And they were every year, you know, kind of go into that a little bit. Because I remember that was big news when those yes. cars came out. So the 36 Corvettes, known as the Peter Max Collection, yep. were originally given away by VH1 in 1989 and they gave one for every year from 53 to 89 with the exception of 83 because they never made it in three well they made um, one and it's in the museum right right exactly but they for, for production <laughs> you know they actually they yeah. made more than that they saved one they made like okay. 40 of them and they got crushed okay. so one guy won them a guy named dennis um i forgot his name but he was local guy from long island and, you know, where was going to keep 36 Corvettes? So he actually sold them to the artist Peter Max. Peter Max was going to paint them and then auction them off at Yankee Stadium. He never did that. And they were housed in different garages in Manhattan. One would garage for about 20 years. A bunch of real estate guys found them and wanted to buy them. And just by chance, I was showing one of my cars at a, a, a car show. I went to get a bottle of water. I came back. And there was a guy underneath my car, like going through the whole car. So I waited five minutes and he kind of pops his head out and he goes, oh, is this your car? I said, yeah. And he started asking me a million questions about it, you know, and I answered everything. He goes, oh, you seem to know a lot about these cars. I said, yes, I, I, I love Corvettes. I, you know, I collect them. 
some kind in the business. And he said, oh, he said, you know, my, my cousin and I and some friends are thinking about buying these Corvettes, you know. And he starts asking me about a 53 Corvette and then a 54 Corvette and a 55. And then I said to him, I go, are you talking about the Peter Max collection? And his face dropped down to the ground. He's like, yeah, how'd you know? I said, because not a lot of collections have a 53 and a 55. They only made 353s and 755s. So I got hired to be a consultant at first on the cars. Uh, and I took my, uh, who was there, actually then the guy who worked on my cars, this guy named Dave Weber. He and I went in the city and it was the craziest thing. Like, this is, it was actually an old um, uh, car dealership. It was like a Durant dealership or it was actually, a, I think, a Packard dealership uptown in Manhattan. And the garage opens up and there's these 36 Corvettes entombed, covered in goose crap, three <laughs> inches of dust, flat tires, yeah. you know, missing bumpers. But it's like my home is like popped out of my chest because it's one thing to find one or two cars in a barn fine, but 36 is insane. Yeah. You know, so absolutely. that's how that all came together. The guys wanted to buying the cars. We did this big sweepstakes. I had connections in TV. And, and the odd thing is the production company we actually did that show with, the guy who owns a production company, Bobby Friedman, was the head of MTV and VH1 at the time. And he was the guy who greenlit the sweepstakes to begin with. So it all kind of came all full came circle. back. Come back up. That's yep. crazy. Well, tell us. So now you have the idea and the approval, the blessing from Robert Downey Jr. You've got your team mm -hmm. set up. How do you pick the cars you picked? And then how do you decide? Obviously, they're going to be EV, but there's some pretty stylistic changes made to these cars. So walk us through that process. Yeah. So, you know, Robert had some cars. There were some cars that he wanted to buy that he didn't did own. So like if you watch one of the episodes, we bought a VW bus, a 72 bus. But he had always loved those cars. You know, he's a kind of a beach guy. He lives in Malibu, so it kind of fit. The 65 that he had for years, the Mercedes was his mom's Mercedes, the truck he had had for years, you know, and that was a heavily modified, you know, the El Camino um, and the, um, what am I missing? The Buick, you know. So as far as the design aspect and what we're going to do modification-wise, there were a lot of back and forth on those. And I will tell you, Robert was involved in every aspect of the changes and design in each car, you know, okay. um, because we were under time constraints, you know, we had about a year and a half to do these cars. Now, normally to build one car and do these kind of modifications, you're looking at a two year build. Yeah. You know, to do six was insane. So what we did is we farmed out some of the jobs once we kind of determined what they were. And there were different guys I knew in the business. So we did three in my shop and then three got, got farmed out. You know, three were converted to electric, you know, power. And then one was a biodiesel and two we converted to my modern, you know, motors. Um, and then we also, you know, did like other environmentally friendly things like a vegan leather interior, a mushroom leather interior, a carpet from recycled plastic bottles. Um, the VW has a rollout barbecue grill that's solar panel, panel with panels on the roof of the VW bus. You know, so literally in one of the episodes, we're at the beach and we're cooking burgers and hot dogs, you know, out of the back of the bus. The El Camino has electric bikes that have a solar panel on the roof of that car and they're powered by that. Uh, so we did some some neat tweaks, you know, to the cars. Now, which three did you personally work on? I, I'd probably rather focus on those three because you know the most most about those, correct? Yes. Yeah, so, so we did the El Camino, the bus and the Buick Riviera. Okay. Yeah. So talk about those a little bit. I know you mentioned some of the changes and such, but 
like the color palette. You know, they've got some unique colors to them. Almost some of them have almost like a flat paint job, which is trending, obviously, right now. So talk about yep. that a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, we went back and forth on a lot of different colors. You know, my painter had different ideas. I had different ideas. But ultimately, the final decision, you know, was with Robert and what he wanted. You know, he definitely loves the matte finish, loved the kind of earthy tones. Um, you know, and that's kind of what we went with. And I will tell you, you know, we had the cars at the L.A. Auto Show. They really kind of pop. They're, they're different looking, you know, and then the colors really are not normal colors that you would see for cars like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, let's let's talk about the bus, like you said. So it's got kind of like a bronze kind of look, dark bronze. I don't know how better to describe yep. it for the bumpers. Yep. And headlights. Basically, anywhere there was chrome. So what was that that you put on that? Because I know, you know, chroming stuff is not great for the environment. I would assume that this stuff is probably a little bit better for the environment. And it looks cool as well. Yep. And that's actually that weighed heavily in the decision, you know, because we knew that re-chroming the bumper is, is not good for the environment. So we went, you know, with, with the, you know, these water-based paints. I can't tell you specific colors, you know, sure. what they were because we went through so many of them. Um, but literally, like, we would spray out, you know, boards and send or show them to Robert. And he was very specific about what he wanted. And it was like, if it was a hair off of what he wanted, we had to redo it and, and just get it right. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I would have to I actually I want to ask you before I tell you mine, what would be your number one? Like if you were to win one of these six, what is your number one and your number two? You know, it, it, it's really tough because they're all cool in different ways. You know, and I mean, I, I you know, I, I happen to love those years of the Riviera. Um, I, I'd probably say one and two for me would be the bus and the vet. You know, even though we didn't do the vet in my shop, I have a 65 Corvette. I was born in 65. Matter of fact, that's something that Robert and I shared. We talked about that because he was born in 65, too. You know, so that's why he has one. Um, so I, I would say probably the bus first and then the vet second. You know, and even though if the vet was mine personally, I may not have gone with an electric motor in that particular car. Um, but it, it works. And a good build is a good build. Yeah. Just to review for our listeners here, the six cars are the 1972 Chevrolet K10 Pickup, 1985 Chevrolet El Camino, 1969 Mercedes-Benz 280 SE, got a 1966 Buick Riviera, the 65 Corvette you mentioned, and the 72 VW bus. So don't be offended, but my top two, because you didn't work on either one of these, <laughs> my top two would be the 65 Vet, you know, mm -hmm. dark blue with the tan top, tan interior. It's kind of a stealth mode, especially with those hubcaps. That thing looks pretty wicked. Yep. Yep. Um, I go back and forth on the EV powertrain. Like, mm -hmm. part of me, I love the rumble of a V8, but then the performance in these cars is so insane. And obviously, the environmentally friendly aspect of it, and also the maintenance parts aspect of it, you know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of positive attributes to uh, EV powertrain. My second yeah. one would be that wild Mercedes. I mean, that's got some crazy colors on it. It's dark green, almost like it, a forest green, with yeah. a goldish kind of, you know, flat gold kind of chrome. I guess that's the best way to put it, right? Yep. There's not another one like it. That'll tell you. You won't see another one on the road, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And look, that's a special car. That was Robert's mom's car. So Robert, as a kid, was driven around in that car. Oh, that's very cool. Now, in the process of making these into EVs or biodiesel, what was the biggest challenge you found? Like, you know, for the EVs, did you have to move shock tower supports? You know, um, was there structural differences or changes you had to make to some of these cars? 
Well, some yes, some no, but it, it's just a challenge because when you're doing builds like this that are not normal builds, you're kind of learning on the fly. You know, even like the motor we put in the Riviera was out of a 2012 Chevy Tahoe hybrid. You know, well, when we pulled that motor out and we looked at the transmission, it was huge. And we were going to have to modify that car heavily. Like the seats would have been like this big, you know? Right. So we wound up saying, you know, we, we can't use that trans. It's just not going to work in that car. You have to destroy the whole car. Um, so that was one thing we had to, you know, change on the fly. So there were a lot of things that kind of came up that we didn't expect because again, not normal builds, you know? And I think like, look, hot riding has always been about choice and kind of tweaking things and, and trying new stuff. So I think as time progresses and you can see like each year at SEMA that I go to, there are more EVs there, you know, I think next year there'll be even more. So, you know, the technology will get better and better and there'll be more companies that'll be building motors specifically for these cars and telling you what has to happen ahead of time. But a lot of this stuff, you know, we started these builds over three and a half years ago. So think about how much it changed in three and a half years. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's for sure. Now, I want everybody to be sure to go to the website, rdjdreamcars.com. It's a great website. If you can, you can pick each car, goes in depth. You've got videos. <clears throat> excuse me. You've got videos. You've got pictures. What I love, you also have Spotify playlist by car, which is really yeah. cool. And you can buy however many tickets you would like, entries, 10 entries for $10. But then obviously you can get the more you spend, the more tickets you get, obviously. So um, I love the website. I love the way it was done. You can get some swag as well, some really cool stuff, uh, T-shirts as well, uh, some great info. So all of this information will be in the description. Uh, what The links will be in the description of this podcast or this YouTube channel. Uh, but before we get to, I want to know a little bit more about your business. Anything else you'd like to mention about Robert Downey Jr.'s cars? Yeah, I mean, look... When I did the Lost Corvettes and we gave away 36 cars and I called all the winners, the one thing I heard from everybody was like, I never thought I was going to win. You know, so look, we're going to give these cars away. It's worth a shot and they're unique. You know, they're Robert's cars. You know, they're actually, they're one-offs. They're pieces of history. I mean, if you had to go in a shop and have one of these cars built, you're looking at on the low end, 200 grand, on the high end, 350, 400 grand to do something like this. Absolutely. So yep. they're super valuable and they're a piece of history. I mean, that show will go on forever. You know, Robert is a, you know, a major star and he really had his hand in every inch of the development and the design, the build of these cars, you know. Um, so it's worth a shot and, and the money goes to a good cause. That's awesome. I really appreciate it. Well, I would like to know, tell us more about your shop. Like as we're talking here on Zoom, I see some Corvette, you know, framed pictures behind you. Do you strictly work yeah. on Corvettes? Do you work on everything? Like what's your bread and butter? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say kind of the sweet spot for us is Corvettes and muscle cars and classics. Um, and it's, I would say it's a pretty even split between resto mods these days and stock cars. You know, we do dabble in some of the foreign stuff as well. But we mostly kind of stick to our, you know, our specialties, which is Corvette muscle cars and classics. Okay. You said you have a 65 Corvette in your garage. You got anything else cool in your garage you're willing to share? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, uh, I love all cars. You know, right now I have a 65 Corvette Coupe, black, black, Fuley. Um, I have a 69 Corvette convertible, 427, 390 car. It's a red, red, heavy option car. I got a 71 big block Corvette Coupe. It's all original. It's an NCRS five-star bow tie car. It has not been touched. Um, I have a 74 big block Corvette 
convertible, uh, four speed, which was super rare. Um, even the big block is rare. Out of 38,000 cars they built in 74, only 5,000 were big blocks. Um, and only like 3,500 were four speeds. So, and right. that car is all original, bought from the original owner with 19,000 miles. Wow. And then when we did the series, The Lost Corvettes, the pilot episode for that show was I designed what I thought an 83 Corvette should have been to add to that collection. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's our version of Dreamcars right. version of, of 83 Corvette. And I add that in my collection as well. Awesome. Well, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your shop? Um, they can go to our, uh, our website. It's uh, dreamcarrestorationsny.com or cmcmotors.com. Awesome. Well, thanks, Chris, so much for sharing the sweepstakes with us. I appreciate you being on the uh, Collector Car Podcast. My pleasure. I'd love to do it again. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.